Have you ever wondered what happens to Navy ships after the Navy's done with them? Apparently, we just sink them. In 1997, the USS Tolman, Stoddard, Sutherland, Picking, and Richard S. Edward were sunk either as target practors or just for lols. Uh, these ships fought for country, and we just let them die without ceremony. I mean, do we even care about boat sinking? So what? They're just boats. Some people care about broken boats, though. James Cameron is obsessed with them. After watching documentary footage of one of the most famous shipwrecks ever, he begged 20th Century Fox to let him make a movie about this very broken vessel. They were hesitant. It's an 80-year-old boat. Who cares? But when he pitched it as a three-hour romantic epic, pretty obviously, they were in. So they gave him $200 million. You know, <laughs> the standard romantic movie price. He made that back ten times over, and here we are, oh, talking God. about Titanic. Wherever you are, I believe that's the heart of gold. It was the most erotic moment of my life. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined as always by... Paint me like one of your French girls. I'm Mark Watlington. I'm Chad Oliver, and I believe that the heart does go on. Beautiful. Mm. Um, so the way this show works is we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive, and then we also talk about the Academy Award winner for that year, as well as the Razzie. This episode, we are talking about the Best Picture winner of 1997, James Cameron's massive Titanic. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about what you boys have seen at the Megapex, Megaplex recently. Um, mm. I just saw Chad shovel food into his mouth. So, Mark, why don't you go first? Yep. I'm eating it's dinner. Call. Yeah. Bold of Chad to eat while we record. Y'all ever have spaghetti um, squash? No. And it's I've had spaghetti and I've played squash. So spaghetti squash <laughs> is just what it sounds like. It's a squash that has spaghetti inside it. And uh, you mix it up with all kinds of stuff. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's not just actually damn spaghetti, tasty. Right? It, like, that's not actual pasta. That's, like, part of the squash. Yeah, it's part of the squash, but it makes the spaghetti... I mean, look at it. It looks it like looks spaghetti. It looks like spaghetti. Gotcha. Yeah. I um, mean, it's not actually spaghetti. Oh, God. I'm I know dying. This. I'm dying. This movie is 12 hours long. We need okay. to get well, to it. Please. Three hours, 15 minutes. That's... Please. Be yeah. Come on, Cody. Please, let's talk about what you guys saw at the Megaplex quickly. I saw, um... <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke I was going to make. I saw The Predator. Um, Wait, a, a good, what joke a good were fun you going to make? You, you, did you say, please tell me the joke you were going to yeah. make? Yeah. Um, I was going to say I saw the Harvey Weinstein biopic. Okay. Predator. Why? Well, I, look, yeah. I, I, I decided it, not so. to tell that joke. If we get um, uh, fan hate, that's directed at me for prying. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, Look, tell the, us about is, this movie. I wanted to go on record that for once on this podcast, I decided not to make a joke. Um, <laughs> the one time Predator, you show restraint, I just don't even accept yeah, it. The, the one time I hold my tongue, you tell me not to. Um, Predator, I had um, binged the entire series leading up to watching this movie. And by that, I mean I'll watch the first two and then um, the other ones weren't on HBO. Um, it was uh, fine. Yeah, uh, cool. Good. I also uh, watched all of them of like the main series. I didn't watch like the Alien versus Predator movies, but I watched Predator One, Predator Two, Predators. 
really don't know why this continues to be a franchise. It was my thesis <laughs> statement after watching all of them. Um, Were and then any I saw of this them one. Great. People I say the, the first, first one, one is. I mm-hmm. thought it was fine. Like not enough to sustain this kind of longevity is the truth of it. For right. Me. Um, the first one. The first one works because like there's a real like hunter killer vibe and it very much is like i'm being hunted by this thing that i can't see and the second one is like there's a drug war let's yeah. let's solve this drug war oh and there's also a, a a monster like it there are too many characters in the second one and then the third one is um i mean it's just an action movie yeah, it doesn't it's, it doesn't really feel like you're being hunted by anything as much as like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by the third one? Because the third one is predators, oh, sorry, and that one they're sorry, on the, it. That the one they're on a planet, one. and there's a bunch of predators hunting them. And then in the fourth one, they're in fucking Chattanooga at one point. And they are, yeah. Is Shane uh, Black from Tennessee? I think I don't know. He loves no it. Idea. He sets a lot of yeah. stuff in Tennessee. Um, in Chattanooga specifically, there's a scene in Iron Man three in Chattanooga. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah. That one becomes, like, a big, like, dumb action movie. And, like, I don't know. It's got good moments. There's some cool performances that are definitely swinging for the fences. But ultimately, it's just kind of like... Uh, it, it's it's a 90... It, it definitely harkens back to a 90s action movie. But in a couple ways that are to its detriment also. So, How so? Um... So I think the ways that it that it goes back to the '90s is it's like it's very much like a slasher with a lot of like over the top gore, um, and like I I I thought that was a lot of fun and I enjoyed all of the action scenes and all of the characters were fun. The plot was just like I am struggling to remember what the plot was. Everyone is kind of quippy in the '90s style, so well, in- that's Shane Black it's different though it feels more like action movie quips than anything else there's a character in the first predator played by shane black um Mm -hmm. who makes a lot of jokes and that sort of thing and in this one every character talks like that do you know the story behind him being in the first predator yes i do they wanted him to do um unpaid rewrites on the movie yeah and he said he said fuck that i'll just be an actor yeah and so they didn't get him to do it i just i just i just think it's like it's aggressively fine i don't think it's great there's some better people suited than me for it who are definitely going to write think pieces about it because there is some a weird choice they make um to hinge the whole movie on one particular element that i cannot tell it feels potentially harmful i just don't have a very Hmm. interesting take on autism yeah Um, and it's i can't tell if i like their take or i like aggressively is the predator monster autistic no no it's just their jacob tremblay is autistic right and it that feels was my second guess. like they it's like patting themselves like on the back of like, look, we have an autistic character who is actually the most important person in the movie, but it just feels kind of, there's a gross element to it a bit where it's like the, the way they approach it just has kind of a weird, like disability as a superpower like i don't know it like i said there are people better suited than me to talk about it but it's like all obviously we should have movies that deal with all these different kinds of things but 
the way this movie handles it, I just don't know is the best. And that's what I'm leaving it at is I just don't know. It felt weird to me, but I'm not an expert. Um, All right. But, um, yeah, and there are also, like, I don't know. There's just some weird, like, character beats that don't make sense and things just kind of happen. It's I agree with that. I think that a lot of, like, the relations relationships between the characters don't really make sense, especially so, like, um, our main character played by, I assume, Scott Eastwood because everyone looks like Scott Eastwood in these movies nowadays. Nope, it's Boyd Um, Eastbrook. I look, I had one syllable correct, and I'm or maybe Westbrook, impressed. maybe Westbrook. Okay, well, look, I was close. Um, Hallbrook, shit, I fucked it up real bad. <laughs> look, I'm honestly, is he related to Hal Holbrook? Uh, um, probably. I don't. He probably, which makes my Scotty Eastwood guess now more accurate. Um, anyway, he is like attacked by an alien, and then he's thrown in like a mental hospital, like a mental VA hospital. So there's a bunch of like. Um, mentally ill former soldiers that he's hanging out with the whole movie. And a lot of their interactions with each other don't make a ton of sense, but I like all of them individually. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of that stuff is fun. I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Chad, what did you see? Um, I saw The Nun, and, uh, and she told me I should stop watching movies and mind my studies, read more scriptures. So I didn't watch any movies this uh, this week. The Nun was another movie for me that was <laughs> aggressively fine. Like it wasn't bad, uh, but it's I just don't like even whatever. I don't even think it was that. I thought it was pretty bad. I think I had some like decent scares and like that Nun as an image is just like terrifying always. Um, but it kind of feels like it's just like absolutely nothing without. The Conjuring 2 first, like if you just see The Nun, it's like just a haunted house that you go through and get some scares and there's not really much of like a compelling story and you don't really connect to any character. I don't know. It was just, it was, eh, I didn't, I didn't care for it. You it, Of all the Conjuring movies, it's definitely the one you can skip. Does it, oh, does it have the, no. Annabelle 1? Annabelle you, 1 is they're, definitely they're, way worse. They're both like pretty much tied for me but i think i like annabelle one slightly better maybe but i saw that year uh, when it came out in theaters and I haven't seen it since so I, it could be like a i saw this bad movie more recently so i think yeah. it's worse than this bad movie i saw a long time ago and don't think about it anymore you know? it's probably Does, closer to that i am excited for the nun too because based on how conjuring right. does their spinoffs is the second one will probably be good i don't I don't see how they could possibly do one because, like, this was pretty much the origin story, and then, and then it's just the nun is vanquished in The Conjuring too. They'll do a really... prequel. That's what they did with Annabelle. Is like it was the origin of Annabelle, and then the first one was like, okay, but what if we said it before that? So, <laughs> like, I, I guess they like... they could because like that nun was terrorizing that uh, uh, church for a while, so. Yeah. yeah, they could they could have some scares in a church. Have did, some. Did yeah. Um, Go ahead, Mark. Did did this have the two people from the Conjuring that I'm forgetting their names? The Warrens. This have the, this have the Warrens um, in it. it Technically, did yes. in flash forwards, but yeah. it was all like footage from the first two Conjuring movies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which was there, a weird choice. There was a crazy reveal at the end where I was like, "Oh shit!" 
um, because they they revealed that something was connected that I remember from those movies and just didn't Mm -hmm. notice the whole time. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Annabelle 3 is coming out next year. I haven't heard anything about Conjuring 3. These movies aren't going anywhere. I don't know how they're going to do Annabelle 3, unless it's like a sequel to... I think it is. It's a sequel to Creation. Um, because it's listed on Wikipedia as Annabelle Creation sequel, not oh. Annabelle Three. Um, but like we have like the weird. full timeline of what the Annabelle Demon. Do- what 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 is this? Uh oh! What yeah, is this alarm? Time to stop talking about Annabelle. That Cody, was a- what was? <laughs> yeah, that is the alarm for us. Then stop talking. No, it's just uh, an alarm that I have go off. Um, you can't turn off alarms like you can turn off phones or like turn off messages. They come through no matter what. Uh, um, you okay. can you can just go in the settings and. T- like to never mind yeah if i wanted to turn off the alarm i don't want to turn off the alarm i want it to go off most days um okay so yeah uh, it's fine the nun's fine i Eh, uh, the the conjuring movies better than terrible the conjuring movies aren't going anywhere the nun made more money than the rest of them which like wait did it really yes it's the highest grossing Hi. Um, Chad, Heavens. can you can you tell me how many reasons are there for me to see this movie? Uh, none. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <sighs> God, <laughs> Why did I thought my nun joke at the top of the segment was pretty good, but nope, I think Cody just bad. breezed past it. <laughs> both were bad. Okay, so what I saw. Hey, the- Chad, how's that spaghetti squash? I mean, how does it sound? Um, it sounds pretty good. It's pretty, pretty tasty. It's mostly the cheeses and the chicken that's mm-hmm. all mixed in that's really giving it the flavor. But uh, a tomato sauce, you know. But that's it's a, a it's a boy. really good meal. My my mm. wife Laura did a very good job. I'm so hungry. Cody, S- yeah. What have I'm, you seen at the local Megaplex uh, yeah, recently? Waiting. Um, I saw a simple favor, which is uh, Paul uh, Feig. Um, his serious, um, like his first serious movie, um, it stars Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. It's a thriller. It's also got Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. Are there Uh, jokes? Nah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, uh, Andrew Rinalis plays, uh, and, um, a couple other people, who I recognize from comedy stuff, but don't recognize uh, or don't know their names off the top of my head. I play like kind of a Greek chorus of fellow like um, classroom moms and they have funny parts and like, and a Kendrick and Blake Lively occasionally will do funny things, but it's overall kind I, of a darker movie. I honestly don't know anything about simple favor other than Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And now Andrew Renellis or whatever his name is. Um, well, don't look up a single thing. It actually, they've been very good about like not really telling you what it's about at all. And I think that works really well. I can't uh, get a feel for it from the trailer other than like there's some mysterious stuff going on. Good. uh, Like don't look any more into it. Um, It, it, I mean, it is kind of tonally all over the place at points. It is kind of a messy movie. I think all of that though makes it a like fun ride. I think it's a future cult movie. Um. Yeah, I think it's good. I had a great time. I think Blake Lively is like next level in it. Anna Kendrick is always good. Um, there's twists and turns and all kinds of stuff. It's a very yeah. good, fun movie. So, I mean, I'm making both of you boys watch it. So, yeah, I'm gonna. It's on my list to watch this week. I'll yeah. be. I might go tomorrow. 
I don't yeah. know. We'll see. It's very good. Um, It'll be like two weeks before I could see it, but I will see it at some point. Yep. You are legally obligated to. We have the movie police who yes. <laughs> and, uh, watch Mark. At the helm of the movie police is a very friendly officer. Uh, <laughs> named Tom. We explicitly said. Wait, we, were, we said we, we weren't going to. There are set photos, Cody. There are we set said, photos. We said last week. We said last episode that we. That are was not before gonna... we got set photos. Please talk about was, it. Please explain so it. The, mo- the, the very movie are actually the very ahead, first Chad. like sneak peek into the Sonic the Hedgehog film that we get is a set photo of uh, Officer Tom and Doctor Robotnik, and no, no like Sonic character design, no nothing. We just we get our main character Tom and uh, the villain Robotnik, and uh, I don't know. I think Jim Carrey looks pretty bad his prosthetic work but <laughs> he does look pretty bad it he doesn't look like dr robotnik certainly not sure. it's a choice like, doesn't really look like jim carrey either no that's true so they're doing that at least yeah i was expecting just the mustache and i was expecting it to be red but just a big white beard and a big like a little old man nose um, I'm, I'm just going to say that the movie police are actually, is actually just Jake Johnson and his let's be cops role. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll buy that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's be cops. Like, it was the, a good, the, it was a, actually a decent comedy. <laughs> Made was, me laugh a it lot. It was all right. Yeah. It's my favorite episode of new girl. Yeah. <laughs> his coach and, uh, Nick get, uh, yeah. cop uniforms and, uh, look any episode of new girl without <laughs> Schmidt or. Um, Winston, Tess, Jess, Jess. It's Jess. Yes, it's Jess. It's Jess, right? It's, yeah, it's Jess. Yeah. Cody, get us started with this. Yeah, come on. Yeah, what, what I, are we I doing? just. <laughs> well, I, on you guys. I thought you'd be excited to talk about Officer Tom as you always are, but I, I guess I'm misreading uh-huh. the room. I don't know I what you Cody... want to talk about. Let's be cops. <laughs> yeah, Cody's always they, they on. to be cops. Let's be cops. But. I'm, literally never into let's be cops they they pretended to be cops and they solved a real crime what are the odds <sighs> it's the night of the emmys and i was just seeing like big things come through like the final winners were announced and i was trying to like i was coping with the fact that i just don't watch television anymore um because the show i mean game of thrones won but the miss Maisel won and it's like well that's a show i've not seen and like wasn't even like really on my radar. So did American Vandal win anything? Nope. So who it's cares? It's all rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> it's fake. Fake news. New season of American Vandal, as good as the first one. I have did, only uh, seen the first step. Did David Harbor win for his role in Stranger Things? Nope. Man, I'll uh, I'll hit him up on Twitter later and see how he's That's coping with the loss. Cody, please get us into this episode. I like it. I'm wait. I'm trying to be more respectful of you guys. You're the one that brought up the Emmys. <laughs> well, yeah, Whoa, but you, you are the guys you who the keep thing, going. You say the thing, we'll riff on it. Just like say we're, Titanic, we're, we'll go. We're oh, just being big good conversational. We'll, we we'll don't follow. want you to be like with the Emmys and just hear crickets in the background. We're just trying to make this a good podcast. Yeah. Don't blame us. <laughs> no, boy. All right, let's talk about Titanic. So Titanic, as everybody knows, is about a treasure hunter named Brock. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a very old woman. And a very old it, woman. Like, somehow I forget the framing device every time I turn on the movie. Every and single then, time. 
It's just, there were like 20 man. minutes before you actually see the Titanic, it, and then an it, hour before it takes off. It is. I wrote it's, it down. It's 20 21, minutes. 21 minutes, exactly. Oh, thanks for correcting me. Uh-huh. I, was, I was so far off. <laughs> well, I just wanted to know, because I had very specifically like been like, okay, this is when it starts. Um, So a treasure hunter named Brock and his team are searching the Titanic for something called the heart of the ocean. So here's the thing. This is the MacGuffin in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. This is like what James Cameron kind of uses as a through line to get us to place to place, right. et cetera, It's et cetera. the infinity stone. It's the infinity stone. Mark, put your phone up because I'm uh, worried you're Googling it's this. It's Wikipedia. Okay. No, still, looking... close it right now. Close it right now. I want b- both of you to guess mm-hmm. what it, What color is the heart of the ocean? Blue. Purple. Okay. Chad, get it right. But every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, it's red. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, I see it a lot in the movie, but every time, like, I don't think about it, I'm like, no, nah, it's red. Because it just like makes more very, sense to me. It's like a very deep. What color is the ocean, Cody? Yeah, what color are hearts, Mark? Go suck a well, dick. It's, it's not just a, a heart, it's the heart <laughs> of, of the, the ocean. ocean. Uh, bitch in Moana, when she gives that big giant ocean thing, it's like green. So, like. Get off my jock, my dude. It could Oceans be are any also kind colors. of green. Uh, all I can say is, notion is not red. Uh, that's, what that's about true. the Red Sea, you dumbass that's, bitch? Yeah. That's you ever read Moses? <laughs> you ever read the book of the Bible, Moses? Mark, you ever read a book, you dumb asshole? <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> so they find a picture of a young woman wearing the necklace. And, and nothing, nothing else. else. And they show <laughs> that on TV. <laughs> they show it on TV. There's some titties on yeah, TV. It's on like the local news. <laughs> right. Like it's, this week in sports, they found a picture. <laughs> <laughs> this week in sports, boobs. Um, so uh, an old lady sees that on TV. She tells her granddaughter that it's her. She, she's like, wait, those boobs are mine. <laughs> those are mine. <laughs> I know those boobs. Um, and then she, so then she meets up with Brock's team and tells them her story. So now we're getting into the meat of it. This is the Titanic story. It's 1912. Rose is 17. She's going on the Titanic with her fiance, Cal, and her mom. Uh, Jack Dawson wins a ticket to the Titanic in a card game and rushes on. So Rose is played by Kate Winslet. Uh, Cal is played by Billy Zane, who is wearing eyeliner the whole time. Right? Like, I guess. Sure looks like it. 1910s? Don't know, but. God, he had some guy liner on. He's yeah. a moody boy. Um, Jack He's Dawson. There's anything wrong with wearing pretty. eyeliner? To be clear, right? No, there's not. Um, there just is something wrong with being Billy Zane. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so that's right. I'm picking another fight. <laughs> this is another episode of Mark picks fights with not actors. Not a friend that have of the wrong with this. Billy Zane. Um, so that so the the poker game and Jack's friend is another element I I like, tend to forget about Fab- just because Fabrizio. What's his name? Fabrizio? I don't Fabrizio? know. Fabrizio? Something like that. Um, yeah, I don't he think just, it's Fabrizio. It's, it's all luck. It's all fate, Chad. That's what it's about. Yeah, but Dog. like... But you create the, your own it's, luck. It's mostly the, the friend I always forget about because he they just... As oh, yeah, he sure. He, does girl, he, just he, he disappears him. for literally two hours. And then at the end, he's like, Fabrizio, where have you been? I was like, where you left him? Yeah. <laughs> right. The poor people. Yep. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, Jack Dawson, he's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Man, that guy should really get an Oscar, huh? Mm, one uh, day. One get, day. Get one, yeah, for not this role, but the other one where he gets really cold <laughs> and shivers. Right. 
Ugh. Anyway. But doesn't die? I haven't seen it. Already. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'll watch it eventually. Maybe. It's, um, it's maybe. not a bad movie. It's just like. It's going to be a good it's nap fine. for Cody. I'll tell you what. Uh, so It's beautifully <laughs> shot. And uh-huh. Leo gives a very grunty performance. I'll, I'll hear it guess. in my dreams as my eyes are completely closed. <laughs> um, so later Rose is distraught over her marriage of convenience. And she attempts, she attempts to commit suicide off the front of the ship. But Jack talks her down. Uh, kind of a fun scene, which sounds weird because it's about her about to jump off. But yeah, it is a fun scene. It is. He's like talking her is. down, and he's like, "Look, I mean, if you jump in, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to jump in too. I'm involved now. Like, I so I love it. I love their whole dynamic. Yeah. This whole movie is so great. He is like the sweetest boy ever. Uh, and I love watching him talk to Rose. And like, this is the first time you get to see it. And like, he successfully talks her down from suicide by being right. just a kind and uh just sweet he's just charming charming right. boy and like, i just love him like truly this movie would not work if the romance elements did not work and yeah. they do like if you did not care about this romance this movie i mean and i'm sure some it, people don't but i it works for me from like literally this second like i think it's so good um so when they're found they lie to make it seem like she wasn't about to jump they were like oh she's over it also seems a little bit like he was like trying to get with her right because when they in like a skeevy kind of way right when they fall it does that like convenient like oh they fall on top of each other and then everybody like shows up like and his like his like clothes are half off because he was like undressing to jump in the water and they're like why why are right. you undressed and on top of her he was like i just she, she tripped <laughs> right, right right and everyone's like yeah sure she tripped uh, and he's like yeah sure yeah she and, and one of the ship guys are like if she suddenly <laughs> fell off the boat or, or like tripped oh why'd you have enough time to take off your boots like something like that but right. yeah and then i was like if he's raping her why did he take his shoes off well i don't i don't, I don't think that I, was ever the implication i think the implication yeah. was that they both were boning yeah i didn't read it as either of those things i i i think now after hearing you say that it might be that the implication was that they were just boning but i always read it as like the person who made that comment of like, how'd you have all that time to take off your boots was like, he knew what was really going on or something, but like, that doesn't really make sense narratively. No, yeah, it the, doesn't. The thing is, it just, it seems like from what I can tell, like that line is him being like, I know that what you're saying isn't true, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all uh, I guess we need to know. <laughs> So Jack gets invited to dinner with them later as a reward. Um, so it's a reward that Cal does not want to give him. Cal's like, "Yeah, here, have a nickel." Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> right, Kate Winslet's all like, um, "How about something worthwhile, right. yeah. like being embarrassed? Right. How's that? Like, yeah, uh, she, doesn't she say like, oh, is that what uh, my life is that is what worth my life is worth? Yeah, yeah.'" yeah. Um, so Jack gets an outfit upgrade with the help of Molly mm-hmm. Brown played by Kathy Bates. She is kind of in as an allusion to a very famous person from the Titanic. Uh, who well, ha- right. The not an illusion. She is playing that character by name. Sure. 
Yes, but she is an allusion to the fact that, like, this is a huge celebrity, so they integrate her into the plot of this. And they and she also had, like, a movie based on her and stuff like that. So they put it in yeah. as, like, a... Like, the, because Jack and all these other people aren't real. So she didn't have to be included in this story, the, but they add the, her in. So. They're real to me. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't know Molly Brown had her own movie. Yes, it's called The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Right. I just knew that was a book. I didn't know it was also a movie. Yep. There are a lot of characters that are, like, taken from real life and put into the movie. Like, clearly the captain, the designer, like, Mm -hmm. basically every person, they're like, oh, that so-and-so is, like, a person that was actually on the Titanic. And then, like, the band that didn't stop playing. Yeah. That supposedly really happened. Um, And even down to, like, um, like, people... This is cutting to the end, but, like, people who are, like, in charge of the individual boats are, like, actual people as well. Oh. So, Rose goes with Jack to a party after this dinner. The dinner is kind of, like, awkward and et cetera. Um, So, they go to a party afterwards in the poor part of the ship. They do some dancing, et cetera. Poor party. Um, kind of party. So, they're falling for each other. Um, So... This um this scene marks the first time I cried in the movie in this rewatch. I hadn't watched it in years. The last time I watched it was probably high school, and I probably didn't want to like cry because I thought you know I wasn't supposed to. Uh, but this time, which part of the scene made you cry? Uh, it was just like I was crying in like a just a joyous like she was so like timid to like get up and start dancing because she said like oh i don't know the dance and he said oh just feel it and just like kate winslet's just like pure joy as she's just like exclaiming like oh this is like fun ah. it's just like really mo- was moving to me just that, like she was just like her whole life being so like constrained and told to act a certain way and that she was able to like just uh really go, let go and let and go be herself and, and yeah just have fun for like the first time and probably ever. Uh, yeah. This really strange. And she's like time. bragging about the fact that she can stand on her toes yeah. and she's getting drunk and she is like mm-hmm. tap dancing on top of a table. It's like a good old time. And like you, this is like, cause the whole movie, it's clear that like she doesn't want to be with Cal for all of her life. Right. Um, and that is also made clear through the narration uh, from Old Rose, but like right. this is where it's super clear that she's like, oh, I can have fun if I, you know, right. escape my current life. Right. Uh, yeah, and they're both absolutely falling for each other. Fiance and mom, suspicious, angry, etc. Um, Rose. Yeah, I mean, at, at the at the like the meal, it's clear that like they have way more chemistry than you know she does with her actual fiance. Right. Right. But she doesn't have any money. Her family doesn't have any money. That's kind of why they're trying to do this marriage. They're like uh they're like poor they're, but not visibly poor. They're like house poor. They're like from that. like old money, but the mom is a widow, so they don't actually have any money left and they don't have any like the reason that they're marrying Cal is so that they can stay rich. Right. Because they don't have any like actual she won't be inheriting money because her dad is already gone. Right. Um, so Rose and Jack keep meeting up and at one point they go to Rose's room so he can draw her naked. Um, she's wearing the necklace, which is an engagement gift from Cal. Um, this is the famous, like paint me like one of your Mm -hmm. French girls scene. Um, she later leaves this, um, 
drawing in Cal safe as a fuck off letter. Like that was the whole intent, which I had mm-hmm. forgotten that that was the intent. I remember the scene, but I didn't re- remember that the whole point of it was as a like, fuck off. I'm breaking right. up with you kind of. It's letter. a, it's a pretty big insult to just be like, Hey, uh, I'm wearing the thing you got me. I don't need it. And, uh, he saw me naked too. It's basically, know, it's, just, it, it's such it, a, fuck off letter and it's like like the perfect thing to leave for him it's basically like everybody now calling everybody else a cuck on twitter um so um <laughs> what's interesting about that scene is that's actually the first scene that leo and kate shot together is that like nude scene yep. which is is crazy because their chemistry is like that is like the scene where like they really like have like a a really close connection i mean clearly they had been um, a lot of chemistry up to that point, but like that is the scene where like she is like very much I'm going to be with you, right? Yeah, and supposedly they um, on the f- the first time they met, Kate Winslet flashed him because she was like, I don't want you to be <laughs> uncomfortable. This is what it's going to be. Um, that's a story from set. Um, um, I think the scene where it was clear they were going to be together is the one just before this. If we're getting nitpicky, when they were on the the front of the ship and they kiss for the first time. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah at this fair. part of the that's movie. Fair. Yeah. Which uh, like, we just breeze past the, the king of the world and the I'm flying. Like those are some iconic parts. Yeah. I have nothing to say about them, but they happen. They're not plot relevant, unfortunately. <laughs> right. And there's so well, much in this movie. I think king of the world is very much not, it's like a setting up the I'm flying, but the mm-hmm. I'm flying is like, it's where that song plays mm-hmm. and like as cheesy, like when I turned on this movie and like it went to the DVD screen and that song played, I was like, I want to die. I hate this song. And then that scene happened and the sun was setting and oh. they were kissing and that song was playing. And I was like, I fucking love this Every song. time that no, song good. hits, it's so good in this movie. Um, that song was written secretly because James Cameron was like, I don't want any like songs with lyrics in my movie. And so, it, like, he kind of got his way. The song doesn't have lyrics when it plays, like in the movie, yeah, until the credits. But, like, but even even over the credits, he like he he eventually like heard the song and was like, "Okay, well, this has to be in the movie." But people are going to think it's cheesy as fuck, right? And it hey, mm-hmm. it is, but it's great. And I mean, this movie wouldn't be what it is without that song. Hmm. Interesting argument. I don't think I agree, but interesting. Um. So I mean I think I I mean culturally I still don't think I agree. I think this movie is such a mammoth that oh, like no. it could not, lose that and be fine. I um, mean, it's got a lot it else adds going to for it. it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, it definitely is a part of it, but I think the movie stands without just the song that everybody knows. I mean, but like you could say that about like Star Wars and the Imperial March, but like at the same time, Imperial March is, like, so iconic that you can't, like, really imagine separating the two, you know? Like, Star mm-hmm. Wars has so much going for it that, like, sure, you could strip it of, like, the really good Imperial March score or whatever else. Uh, but I don't know. I'm kind of with Mark that just, like, that's, like, I don't know, almost, like, as iconic to me. I mean, it's kind of semantics. I'm not saying that I can imagine a world mm-hmm. without this song. Like the song, yes, is integral to it, but I don't think the movie's success lay like lies in this movie in the song. Yeah, like, I, I don't okay. think it's a maybe huge I point. phrased it wrong, but I think that that song is one of the most iconic parts of the movie, and like 
in terms of the cultural legacy that that's, that, mm-hmm. that this movie has 20 right. years later like right. that there are middle song. schoolers who know this song see i kind and have of never even thought about watching this movie i kind of think so but then every like 15 minutes there's something where i'm like oh no 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 this is the iconic part of this movie oh wait no this is the iconic part of this movie like truly it is full of those like moments which is yes. why i think it works i think that's why it's mm-hmm. a banger from top to bottom is like Oh, it's the paint me like one of your French girls scene. It's the I'm the king of the world scene. It's the Jack, I'm flying. It's the mm-hmm. b- uh, boat crash. It's the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's, it's the, the never let the me go. Boat it's crash the dropping being the, the two hour scene. <laughs> right. The, right. Yeah. It's the robot in the Titanic uh, opening the safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just so iconic many iconic moments. It's, treasure, it's tre- treasure Hunter Brock. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's old Rose watching the news. <laughs> well, so there, old Rose is a meme that we see all the time. The I, it's been 84 years around uh, Infinity War, like holding up the heart of the sea and adding it to her gauntlet, and then she yeah. was Thanos. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, um, okay, so uh, another thing I want to talk about within this French girl scene is how, how is this movie PG 13? I was I thinking about that a lot. Know. There is so one F word too. Right, which they're allowed one. They're, they're allowed one. Where's the F word? Uh the not uh Brock, but his like shipmate says it and then like says he's sorry to Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Gesture. That's weird. Um I mean it's not like this movie isn't violent either. I mean thousands right. of people die on right. screen. Right. So <laughs> I so the the MPAA doesn't like give out the reasoning for making movies PG, PG-13, or R. It's kind of ambiguous for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, the excuses that I could find on the internet, and this was mostly, like, fanboys trying to look into the brains of the MPAA, is, like, it's not a sexual use of breasts. Which is... An Debatable. argument, yeah, because yeah. that but, that scene is like they're not they're not boning, but it is such a sexually charged. <laughs> yeah, scene. yeah. She calls it the most erotic experience of her. <laughs> yeah, life. wait, yeah. She and literally she's, says she's that. She's constantly yeah. saying her throughout the like sketch. She's sh- saying like, uh, "You're blushing quite a bit. Like, what's wrong?" And like teasing yeah, him and flirting with him. It's so sexually charged, and that energy is like so there. Uh, I'm not I saying think, it shouldn't be rated PG-13 because I think this is a movie 15-year-olds can watch and kind of should watch, which is uh-huh. sometimes an R rating keeps kids from seeing movies they should see, eighth grade. Um, you know, like, right. so so, so I'm insane. not arguing that it shouldn't be PG-13. It's more like I'm surprised based on how it, things normally shake out. I'm also yeah. shocked in the realm of James Cameron who had done a mm-hmm. lot of R-rated stuff. Mm-hmm. This also, like... We, like successful it, R-rated stuff, like the Terminator. Terminator yeah, successful too. things yeah. that have made money. Yeah. Um, Aliens, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the other thing I think about with this movie is, like, how James Cameron-y does it really feel, um, which it feels kind of like an anomaly, but it is, like, <laughs> his, yeah. uh, like well, his second most successful film, but it would it's, be most considered most people's most successful film and like i don't know it's insane that like so to me this is like the movie 
I think of when I think of James Cameron. So like, I think this is James Cameron's style. This is the movie he makes. But then like, I think about it for like another second and I'm like, oh wait, but he did all these other movies that like feel nothing like this movie. But right. I guess yeah. so. Because this is like the icon, you know, Titanic. See, that's what I think of when I think of him as a filmmaker. But See, I have a like perpendicular thought, which is I think of this movie as Titanic mm-hmm. and then I think about James Cameron movies and don't and then think you forget about this one. Yes. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, like, okay, like Terminator, um, True Lies, uh, Aliens, Avatar. Avatar, all make sense to me, <laughs> you know? But so like, it's Titanic, like, came to the world fully formed. Yeah. I think that, like, what what James Cameron brings to this is, A, he's obsessed with the ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he's like a he... fucking good director. Like, th- this movie oh, yeah. requires, like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of shit, and he pulled it off. So, like, like major he, props he's also, is weird. He, I mean, he started out as, like, an effects artist. Yeah, he um, started on Corman stuff. Yeah, which, so moving from Roger Corman to Terminator, where a lot of effects in the Terminator, just, just the, I mean, just the Terminator himself is, is a practical effect, to, like pioneering digital effects for this and having like a you know 400,000 gallon water tank and he built a titanic in a big ass tank of water like there is so much effects work that went into this movie that it does make sense but it doesn't it's not the sci-fi action movie james cameron that we're used to for a good two-thirds of it and it also just feels like after this is when you make like braveheart or Lincoln, or you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it feels like yeah. your trajectory is that for a little bit. A motherfucker didn't make a movie for 12 years and then made <laughs> Avatar. The biggest movie of all time, yeah. The yeah. biggest movie of all time that nobody thinks about other than to reference it as nobody thinks about this. <laughs> yeah. It is That's truly a, insane. That is fascinating. And yeah, did you know that the one James Cameronism of this movie is the framing device? Like that's the only part of it that feels oh like yeah, James yeah. Cameron's With the diving and all of that. Yeah, it's also crazy. Like he makes this good of a love. Well, this shows you the power of acting. Is uh-huh. like the love story in this works so well, and then the love story in Avatar is shit from a doo doo trash can. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> So very bad. It's, it's it was, pretty It was funny bad. reading interviews with him about this. He was like, well, all of my movies are love stories. And I was like, what's the love story <laughs> in Terminator? Other than, and then I was like, oh, yeah, well, Sarah, like, the whole point of the Terminator is the love story where, you Between know, Sarah. John Connor is born. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but, like, that part of the movie, to me at least, is forgettable in it's the weakest part of the context yeah Yeah. and what's more important about that movie is like the slasher like being hunted by the terminator part Mm -hmm. cody giving me a weird look like no because because i'm thinking aliens is not a love story i mean it's kind of a maternal movie because it's about like her protecting uh the kid or whatever yeah but Mm -hmm. It, it very it very much felt like something that someone says. He's like, "Oh yeah, all of my movies yeah, are love stories." Jimmy, and then he right. he will think about it and be like, uh, well, I right, "Said right. that." That yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to Titanic. So yeah, also like it's... all stories are love stories. Yeah, well, the fucking that's how Spider Man One starts. Like the Sam Raimi one, he's talking about like this story, like every other one is about a girl. 
Um, right. And it's like, nah, it's about when you got bit by a spider, you dumb asshole. Um, it's literally right. about a man and a spider. Right. It's about when you order. fought a crazy guy flying around on a glider. Also, um, he must not have seen like Dazed and Confused, which is not about a girl. That's just about some boys. Um, it's to its detriment. Not about girls. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so people are looking for them. Uh, they keep eluding. There's like chase scenes. It's fun. I don't know. It's cute. They go fuck in a car. It's a very dramatic, like slam hand <laughs> against like a foggy yeah. window. Um, Have you seen? There are like things on the internet talking about how like the like how does that hand get on that window? Whereas <laughs> in the next shot. So like Mark, you right know that I possibly is... could not care about this. <laughs> okay, please I explain care. it. Mark, please continue. explain it. So like I'm so not her... dissing you. I'm dissing well, you, the fact of like <laughs> no no no. I'm not. I'm not dissing Mark. We just we just we just think different ways. It's right. going to be hard to describe this without visuals. I'm going to try my best. Right. Her right hand is pushed up against the window, and then it comes down like she's falling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then the next scene. Her like she's like lying next to the window, whereas like okay, well her arm could have just slapped up. That'd be her left hand though, right? Or there's something called cuts and jump in times, and it's okay. But just like if you look at the way that car is laid out, in order like it doesn't make any sense for her to be like. Unless he's eating ass, he may be eating ass, Mark. Why are you shaming him for eating ass? I know it's the 1912, but he's gonna eat some ass. Look at Leo. If he was eating ass, that would be the most erotic moment of her life. <laughs> well, she did say up until that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's up true. until that point, dot, 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 until he ate my ass later. <laughs> yeah, again, it's a magic of cutting. We didn't see that right. come out of the... We didn't see when her grandma, her granddaughter was like, Jesus Christ, Nana. <laughs> uh. We do, but like it does, there is a great cut. Um, and it, it, it must be during that scene where like, it's like that scene and then it cuts to the people she's telling the story to mm-hmm. all of them just like, like captivated by the story it's of so, ass eating. So good. It's <laughs> There's so a weird. few good cuts like that. Like earlier in the movie when she was at the poor people party and then it cuts to like the rich people and their cigars, just like talking politics and having no fun oh, yes the stock market will never crash yeah, it was literally oh <laughs> god i line. hate every moment of that there's mm-hmm. like that happens like 12 times in this movie where it's like picasso he'll never get anywhere <laughs> it's like fuck off but like whatever he's i don't care that's the thing there's cheesy things that for other movies uh-huh. i would be like okay now you are a one-star movie but this right. movie just like sails over all of them um, I think I think the line Cody was talking about is where he goes Picasso more like picks of ass. Oh, <laughs> that is what I meant to say. That's the line. Um, Billy Zane says it. So then Rose and Jack witness the iceberg being hit. So mm-hmm. here is my thought about this scene: the image of them just being on like you know on the surface of the ship and then holy shit, the iceberg hits and they're Mm -hmm. like thrown over and they see it. Like it's such a powerful, magical image. The one complaint is they completely set it up because we see like the people in the crow's nest like talk about it. Then it shows the captain. Then it shows, you know, it shows us like five, six minutes of people being like, fuck, we're about to hit the iceberg. Shit, there's the iceberg. Damn it, it's the icebergs. Part of me Mm -hmm. would have loved if we had not seen 
any of that captain stuff or any of the first mate stuff until the iceberg hits. So like you kind of are tricked into forgetting that it's going to happen. And then just to have that hit and their reactions, like I feel like, I mean, the movie works regardless, but I think it just like would be a more powerful, just like, Oh shit. Like if that had been the case. Well, I, is this insert, insert sound clip here. Cody's cut. It's not Cody. Uh, not yet. Um, Cause I want to talk about everything right. before I reveal the cuts, but okay. I, know, I, I do D- devil's advocate. And I guess my advocate, cause I agree with this a little bit. Uh, You're the devil. Yeah. I'm the Take devil. Notes. The pitchfork uh, sound effect here. Um, <laughs> What was I saying? Oh yeah, I like. I do, like. Tell me. I do like all of the like different points of view that we get throughout the movie. Like, I mean, I think one of the biggest strengths of the movie is that we see not only like the rich side of the ship, but we also see the poor side of the ship, and we see the people in the coal room. What do you call that? Coal room. The coal room. The refrigerator. Shoveling coal. No coal. Oh, coal. <laughs> yeah. Um, the engine. The furnace. The, the furnace. Engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you you see the captain, you see all these. I I, I think that that's like uh, one of the things that makes the movie work so well is you see all these different like classes, you see different people in different roles and jobs, and like you get a sense of like a lot of different perspectives on the Titanic. So see, I mean, my, yeah, in, in my, this specific uh, moment, losing that maybe wouldn't be a detriment to that. But, right, right, right. But I do well, like s- that throughout the movie. So my argument for that a little bit, like it's going to sound like I'm complaining and I want people to know, mm-hmm. holy shit, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that doesn't make sense when you remember that Rose is telling the story. Because, you know, like, so it's like 12 different perspectives. That's something I thought about, like, right from the get go of her story. She talks about, I guess she talks about getting out of the car, complaining about the Titanic, and then Billy Zane takes her in. And then immediately she starts talking about this poker game that she wasn't there for. (laughs) Right, Uh, right. And Jack never tells her in the movie. Like, so, like, I sort of forget all that stuff. At the end of the day, who cares? But it just is like, uh, like, I don't know. Here's my counter argument. She's telling this story to Billy Crudup, who is nope. he spent the past <laughs> Nope. Who is who's the actor? Bill Paxton. He's not Billy <laughs> Bill Crudup. He's not Billy he's not Dr. Manhattan, Mark. It's not oh, a boy you, from Almost Famous. What I, are you I talking of, about? I was I was cutting Billy Crudup was stuck in my head because A, it is just a great name, and B, he will be featured in a later segment of people who almost played Jack. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, Bill, she's telling to about Bill Paxton, who spent the last three years researching the Titanic, right? So that is information he already had. Sure, and sure, but it's not excuse, in her story. Right? Yeah, it's a bad excuse. Like, but I think, I think that um, James Cameron was really interested in a telling the historical story of the Titanic because I yeah. think that like even the the like the information about the the captain and the designer and trying to avoid the the iceberg and the like the hubris of hitting this iceberg and you know thinking you're invincible is really interesting and um uh Bill Paxton has that story in his head but Rose is adding a personal layer to that story mm-hmm. and so sure so James I- Cameron wants to mix this like historical depiction with like don't forget that there are real people attached to this story. I understand all of that. 
And the argument for me is still like, it doesn't matter, whatever, it's a good movie. But there, there is still an element of then like, don't have Rose tell the story then because it, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't yeah, work. Like, absolutely. Right. Cut out the framing device. I don't give a fuck about the framing device. Yeah. yeah it doesn't I don't matter think it, I didn't, I don't think it hurts the movie, but no. I don't, it doesn't necessarily help it. Anyway, you can't. Yeah. I think you could do the end part, TBH. Anyway, um, we'll get to it. So you can't have the end part. Well, mm, no, you can't. You have to restructure the whole. Yeah, thing. Yeah, but but there, there's ways to still have that thematic moment. Um, so they witness the Titanic hitting the iceberg. So they run into Cal and they try and tell him about the collusion, not the collusion, the collision. Collusion. <laughs> Look, there's no collusion. And if there was, that's it's not a, a crime. delusion and an illusion. No collusion. If there was collusion, it is not a crime. But there wasn't. There was but no there collusion. So, but if there was, it's not a crime. So Jack gets arrested for theft, which is a crime. Um, they plant <laughs> yes. the necklace on him. Um, right. And they're like, hey, you stole a necklace. And he's like, what? Fuck, beans. You got me. Um, so he gets, handcuffed to a, he gets handcuffed to a pipe. Uh, yeah. Cal gets the necklace back. The, these the, this part is like an insignificant detail. I just was trying to track the necklace the whole time because it's relevant later. Um, and he right. puts it in his coat pocket. Um, mm-hmm. The boat starts to sink. Uh, everyone real fast. Real fast. Everyone is trying to get off, but Rose runs away from Cal and her mom to go save Jack. I like how instantly, like they hit the iceberg, and then the guy who designed the ship is like, "Uh, do some math. We're fucked. We're gonna die." <laughs> He's like, mm, <laughs> uh, "Carry the two, and we're fucked." Yeah. Uh huh. And oh, we shoot, uh, that was divide. the one thing that couldn't happen. <laughs> right. Take the determinant. Yeah, I didn't account for the fact that we could hit something. <laughs> so like, I forgot. This was the biggest plot hole in the movie for me. Was everyone was talking about how unsinkable the thing was? Oh, and then an uh, iceberg and it sinks. Come on. Well, so, so yeah, yeah, it really does feel like it's unsinkable as long as we don't hit anything. We're like, yeah, Yeah. so is like a leaf on the ocean. It's like a big, um, big but but, but Chad was doing screenwriting goof. Like they're talking about how unsinkable it is. The whole movie. If you you point out, if you look, so many characters say it's unsinkable and then it just sinks. So, you know, I was actually in the IMDb um, goofs and uh, outtakes Mm -hmm. section and that was in there about 15 times. Yeah. Um, God, like seriously, some of those videos just like don't understand dramatic irony or something like that. Like um, you're doing a character being... like extreme version of it, but like there are things like that sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the point, you idiot. Right. Like, um, cinema sin when they fall in the water, they would freeze to death. <laughs> right. Not realistic. Not realistic. Yeah. Rose jumps off the boat to save somebody. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, not realistic. Rose wants to commit suicide, even though she's rich. <laughs> Why would you want to die if you're rich? Right. Um, so... Um, so she gets soaked while trying to go save Jack. So Cal gives her the jacket he was wearing because she's cold, which has the heart in it. Remember where the heart is. Um, back on the deck, Cal lies and says he's secured lifeboat travel for everyone, including Jack. So Rose gets on the lifeboat. Um, then she jumps off the lifeboat because it's like, <laughs> nah. Which <laughs> like, cue second time I cried in this movie. Yes. This is what I wanted to talk about because this is the most romantic scene in the movie to me. Like, like uh, there's a million romantic scenes. This one is the best. He is saying, you're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid, Rose. And Mm -hmm. sobbing because like, she but like kissing her in yeah. between telling like, her she's so dumb because he's happy she's there but like mm-hmm. she gave up safety to be with him like god right. it's a f- 
fan- like phenomenal being mother. with him was the most important thing. Like she didn't want to like live without him in that moment right. when she like got off I the mean, boat. I mean, he he is the reason she didn't commit suicide. Right. Right. So, so without him, her, she might as well die. Watching right. her run across that boat to like go meet him, I was like, "Oh God, it's happening again!" And then also when like when Billy Zane, I when Cal, I'm sorry, I should use character names. When no, when Billy Cal Zane stops her, him. when when Billy Crudup stops her, nope. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when when he stops her and then she spits in his face, I was like, "Oh, he taught her how to right. spit." Right, it's those uh, little yeah. things. Yeah, he yeah, taught her to pocket back. Yep. Really, um, really got her, got her neck into it. Which, like, that's another great movie moment when they're like, when he's teaching her to spit. Yeah. It's just there's I so many good moments. I can't name them like, all out, but he like hawks a big old Louis or Louis. I forget the word. Louis. Yeah, he hawks a big old Louis, and then her his her mom walks up, and he just swallows it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he still got some on his but... chin, and Molly Brown <laughs> yeah. tells him to wipe. Ugh. Uh, um, great so. Stuff. So Cal chases them with a pistol. Um, Cal gives up chase once he runs out of bullet bullets. <laughs> this part of the movie, like, was it's a little it's a little odd to me. It, Just, like, it the, the gun may chase. low key be the worst part of the movie, yeah. honestly. But yeah. it's I don't know, like everything that's like sort of bad with this movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's like weird how forgiving in- I am of it. In another movie, yeah, I mean, like, it would just be like a fine, like, of course. But I think this movie just like, because it is a romance more than anything else. It's also a disaster movie, obviously. But I don't know. It just felt out of place. The gun. Chase. Right. No, I completely agree. Um, but I'm still just like, yeah, whatever. That was fine. the half yeah, the thing star is like, e- that I Even omitted. if it's like a yeah. five-minute scene, that's still like 2% of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. that might be why I think about it like that, because I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so then, 98% so, of it is still very good. Yeah. Right. So then Cal gives up Chase because he runs out of bullets, um, and then he grabs a random crying child that's like left by themselves and uses that kid to get on a lifeboat. He's like, "She's Which, all I have, or she, or I'm all she has." Yeah. And then they're like, "Get on the boat." Um, yeah. Is that what they said? <laughs> I thought I mean, that it would uh, be they're British. Yeah, but okay. I really so this expected, like a Dunkirk thing where they like take the baby and leave him off the boat. <laughs> that would have been some like awesome, just like immediate justice, right? Uh, but yeah, talk about just like one of the lowest things you could possibly do is just like use a, an orphan more than likely to get what you want. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty douchey. If it's not an orphan yet, it's it's about to be. An probably, orphan. yeah, exactly. If it's not it's, already, it probably yeah. is about to be. Right. And could be an orphan just because like misplaced parents, like and not yeah. even they die necessarily, but they're he, separated. Like, yeah. Stolen mm-hmm. from a parent. Right. Um, so then everything goes to shit. This takes a while in the movie, but like plot wise, it's not necessarily that, uh, um, you know, a lot happens. Uh, Jack and Rose are eventually forced in the water because the boat sinks. <laughs> like it right. takes so, a while, so, but that's it. So, so basically like they're at the back of the boat and then the back of the boat starts mm-hmm. sinking. So they just run their way to the front of the boat. Well, they have to like unlock, unlock Jack from his handcuffs. No, that right. happened a long time ago. We talked it, about that. Yeah, yeah, I already forgot. And she swung an axe at it, and it was very close. Uh, yep. But yeah, we're we're a few things we're breezing past is the the band that plays through the uh, to the sure. But end. we mentioned that earlier, and like, but, it, but I mean that that just to me like 
incredible moment. I really, I mean, this, this I really is, like how. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like this, this, just basically, this whole sequence is filled with those incredible moments of like these men who like have no way out, and they just are finding beauty in the music they're playing together and their their last moments together alive. Uh, there's just something Mm-mm. beautiful about that. And then, like as they're climbing up to the edge of the ship, you see this like preacher who's just like crying out to God and saying like uh, verses about the afterlife and about like what. It's just trying to comfort people who are all about to die as best as he possibly could. Just a lot of like really powerful things all happening and here. The the guy who designed the the boat is mm-hmm. like just standing by the clock, like stressing the fuck out about the fact that he designed right. this boat to be unsinkable, and it is very very sinkable mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And then the captain just like locks himself in this room, right? With drowns the, in there. the steering wheel, um, and he gets crushed by the water. Like just a lot yeah. of like really good character moments that are and a lot of those things are like taken from accounts i mean clearly the 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 legend of the the band going down with the ship and Mm -hmm. the legend of the captain um and then i mean even to like the the designer standing by that clock is like someone said that they saw that although there have been other people who were like nope it's not him getting a lifeboat Yeah, and then then there's that suicide moment here where people are trying to get on the boat and then one can't make it and so he just shoots himself. Um, Right. Yeah, it's it's rough and tumble out there, kids. There's another suicide moment, which might be the one you're talking about, where, like, this... He is, like, women and children only and this one guy starts to, like fight him and he just shoots mm-hmm. him dead and then he's like oh yeah that's what killed someone yeah, yeah he realizes yeah. what he did like he just killed a person straight up and then that, he kills himself that character is actually named after like a real person right and, and the family got real sure. pissed about the it. family got Ooh. real mad and like th- one of the producers like literally went to his family and was like hey i'm sorry about that yeah, and huh. but and James Cameron like on the director's commentary apologizes for it as well. But at the same time as like he, we depicted him doing a noble thing and protecting his like doing his job as he was supposed to do it, and mm-hmm. like this is like a an honorable thing, but also like something that would could easily happen in you know the last moment of your life. Right. Right. Um, so they're forcing the water roses on a broken door. It's romantic. They say all kinds of things. Uh, Jack is in the ocean. He tells her that she will die an old woman warm in her bed. Then he dies of hypothermia. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's sad as shit. (laughs) This is, uh, where it ends up. Uh, There's room on the door for Jack. Ding. Why isn't, why don't, yeah, this, this was a big major goof for me is if you see, if they were to get in a spooning position on the door, it could be both romantic and he'd be alive. Um, but 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 that's not that that's no. just not what the movie's about. It's not what so the like, movie's about. He tries to get on the door and it topples over. So he decides, hey, let's not risk you falling into the water. He's, let's yeah. Keep he's also in completely freezing her. cold water, and mm-hmm. so he has like no energy to like pull yeah. himself up on the door. Like there's yeah. lots there's a of lot. like different also things. like going there on might there. be. There might be room for him on the door, but it will not float with both right. of them on it, I'm sure. Also, regardless of whether or not she was on the door, she barely lived. Yeah. Right. Like, and it was just dumb luck that also, she lived. Also, she found a whistle. 
Right. Also, this whole sequence just like depicts the way Jack loves her so well and is like self-sacrificing and puts her above himself in a visual way. And it's perfect in a wonderful moment and go to hell people who don't like this moment. And, right. And, and also Cal like, is focused on getting on the lifeboat, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like right. it's, it's you're meant to say the, the exact inverse. Exactly. And he, he also is encouraging her to stay alive and keep fighting, yeah. which is to like the bitter end to the, right. the very end. And like it works. And he encourages her to like use this whistle to call the one lifeboat that came to look for survivors. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. So she gets rescued then on the ship that they're moved to, um, like the rescue ship or whatever, um, which I think is just like another ocean liner. But um, she h- purposely hides from Cal on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's like, uh, I don't want to get with you. Um, so then when people are like asking the name to like see if they've gotten people, she gives her name as Rose Dawson. So she's um, like, ding, that's not her name. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> She's effectively, she's effectively like claiming Jack as her own in that moment. So it's very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cal, we're told, eventually kills himself because the stock market crashed. We're told that Mm -hmm. in a voiceover, which feels like a weird, like, haha, he gets his Hmm. whatever. But also it shows that like he found his value in wealth and wealth is fleeting. Whereas Rose found her value in like. And it's from Rose's perspective that it seems like a final screw you to him because she's the one saying it out loud and it's just like, that's just what I read in the paper or whatever. But right. And like she was like uh, physically and emotionally abused by him. So she can she can get whatever satisfaction she wants. Right. (laughs) Um, So then Brock, our treasure hunter, he decides to give up on finding the heart. He's like you know what? I realized that the real Titanic was the friends we made along the way. Um, <laughs> he does say that. The real iceberg was Cal. Um, he kind of does. He It's it's a life of pie twist, and he realizes that the iceberg was symbolic of his search for uh, the heart of the ocean. If you guys haven't seen Life of Pi, that may not make any sense. It doesn't. Uh, I, I Actually, you just spoiled Life of Pi for me. Sorry. It's been out for seven years. Um, less than that. Five years. Six Five. years. 2012? Five. 2012. Six Thought years. it came out in 2011. If it was it's 2012, not. okay, still six years, and it was nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> like, th- there is there is a, uh, I don't know, there's a statue of statue limitations. limitations. And, like, it is not six years after the fact. <laughs> um what do we think like let's just pause for a second what do we think is the true like li- um statue of limitations for spoilers if we're Depends talking on the movie i think if we're talking what did you say fran- mark oh go ahead i think it depends on the movie and the level of spoiler right so like if the spoiler is like um infinity war level spoilers where a it is like everyone saw infinity war mm. then it's right. like it's not a big deal but if it's like split where like it is a spoiler that a isn't like in you don't have to have that spoiler to talk about that movie um and mm-hmm. b it is like a a huge spoiler then you can probably wait a little bit to really spoil I, if, it probably you, took me six months before i heard that spoiler i think for uh for infinity war you just before you say anything, just like, did you see it? 
Uh, right. And and but until Ant-Man of the Wasp comes out, and then it's just like fair game. Yeah, I kind of think like it's kind of three months, six months tops. Uh-huh. But like, if somebody specifically tells you like, "Oh, I haven't seen that," then don't be a dick yeah. and spoil it. But if you do like an accidental spoiling, like I just did, and it's something that old, then yeah. you don't have to feel bad about it. Is yeah. like, you, so Cody, you you don't have to feel bad. You didn't. Do oh, I didn't. I just was explaining that. why. Well, we didn't I, think you did. <laughs> but 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 you know what I'm saying? Because there yeah. are some people who are like, oh my god, you just fucking spoiled Friday the Thirteenth one for me, and it's like, fuck off. <laughs> that movie's been out for thirty six years. Like, yeah, serious. he jumps out of the lake at the end. What? Yeah, Dude. it's it's. it's, it's, it's oh. It's Jason's mom. It's Jason's mom. It's not actually You're Jason. You're telling me there's a jump scare in the yeah. scary movie? Oh. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because people's reactions to spoilers in 2018 is super annoying that I feel like mm-hmm. having like that loose rule of thumb. A good rule of thumb yeah. is like to ask people if they've seen it, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just reference things. And right. but here's, here's the other thing. If you care about spoilers, then watch the movie. Like, if yeah, it's, if it's for real, months. for real, I know that feels like such a hot take that Mark is doing right now, but yes, truly, if you care about a infinity war spoilers, yeah. see, see it, when it, it at comes least out. by the second weekend. Yeah. I understand sometimes it's harder to yeah. get to things. Whereas like if it's, if it's the Meg, right? The Meg has two sharks, right? Two Megs. Um, and either you're out there saying, yeah, I know, I saw the Meg, or you're mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I wasn't going to watch that movie. Uh, yeah, so it's exactly. Like, like me, I wasn't going to watch that movie, but now I know there's two sharks in it. And there's two sharks, Chad. That's fine. That kind of makes me want to see the movie more because I'm sure yeah, there's an awesome it should. moment where like the Meg eats like yes, a boat. Yes, correct. Like, oh, that's the scary Meg. And then the second Meg comes up and it eats the Meg. And you're like, oh, it's a bigger Meg. Or it's actually like even better than that. It's, it's actually better, better than, than that. that. Yeah. Cool. Um, it kind of does rule. Um, anyway, so I was just thinking about that because like there are so many people who like yell about mm-hmm. things. And it's like, guys, come on. Um you have one more bullet point in this plot, Cody. I know. I just don't want it to end. Um, so uh, the James Cameron. That's why it's so long. So Rose has had the heart of the ocean the whole time, and she drops it in the ocean, which like is kind of it's just like fuck off. Um, it's it's a very good symbolic moment, but it's yeah. still a bit like the wow, noise, that's annoying. The noise she makes when she does it too is just like a oopsie, like a like a oops. like a little yeah. annoying like. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, in in the first cut of this, she tells our, our boy Brock that she has the stone and she's going to put it in the ocean. He's like, "Well, okay." Which <laughs> and then people saw that and they were like, "That doesn't make any sense." Yeah. No, not really. But I don't know. It, it feels kind of weird, no matter which way you slice it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then she dies in her bed, and we see her in heaven in, in the heaven okay. version of Titanic. So yes, I'm assuming you pulled this like plot summary from like Wikipedia. I mean, yes, but also from my own head. Right. That is the generally accepted version of the Which, ending. Like, I think that a hundred percent is the ending. Y- yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, think yeah. it was debatable, like, but I'm, I'm I, interested on, to hear. on this watch. I was just like, I was like, oh, I thought she died in the end, and then like watching it now, it's like she didn't die. Like it, it just looks like she was asleep in her bed next to her pictures, and then she was dreaming of the Titanic. So, Again. but dreaming it—it's like the in, 
Look, again, again, spoilers are fine if it's been a certain amount of years. It's the end of Lost. Like, it's a very different, like, it's shot differently. She's yeah, seeing literally the all the time. people who are gone. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just, like, it's a scene that never actually happened. Like, it's right. meant to be the, like, death world where um, they all waited for on the Lost Island before they could move on together. Both, both actresses that played Rose said... Yeah, she dies at the end. And James Cameron says, I'm not going to tell you because I think it's a personal journey that everyone goes through, which means, yeah, she dies at the end. <laughs> yeah, it means, it means she dies at the end. Interesting. I just She's like John from John Dies at the End. She dies at the end. <laughs> sure. Right. I just sort of saw it as like she can still visit Jack in her dreams on this viewing. Like she lists, like sees him every night when she closes her eyes and she's back in the Titanic. But so I mean, the it, other- it doesn't truly matter that much but so the other key to it though is five ten minutes before that mm-hmm. he very clear eh, it's probably longer than that but he says to her pretty explicitly like i want you to die an old lady warm in her bed right and like yeah. that's what she does like that See, so that's supposed yeah. to kind of be the like key to it too here's, i think here's what i have to say about this movie he tells her never let go and then she lets go of the heart of the ocean, right? Yeah, Shouldn't so that's she the be end. not letting go? No, that's her being like, okay, it's time to go. I'm going to be with a Titanic or be, you know, it, I don't know. So she, just, but he tells her not to. And she doesn't until it's time for her to die. But then she dies. Yeah. Why? He told her not for, to. It's time for her to die. Cody, like, now he she explicitly can be told her never die. And then she dies. <laughs> I hate Love is fake. That's all I'm saying. This movie. Love is a lie. Big goof. I hate that. Uh, Ding. Can we end this spot? Okay, end this. Episode. Yeah, we can. We can do that uh, pretty soon. But no, okay. we still have yeah, an hour the, and forty-five the minutes to go. Is she lived her full life that he wanted her to live, and uh, yeah, and that that's yeah. the touching part of the end. That's so good. It's very good. I think so, it's time for a segment of the show uh, that ready? Cody's very excited about. I'm very excited. Tring, tring. Cody's Cuts. So here's what you can cut. As a reminder, as always, Cody's Cuts do not make the movies better. They just make them shorter. I very much want to say with this movie, believe it or not, with it being the longest one we've done, I kind of was like having a hard time with this because it doesn't feel as long as it is, if that makes sense. Like it does yeah. when you look at your watch, but like it it, it moves. But anyway, as I said on my letterbox review, it only feels one DVD long. <laughs> right. It was two DVDs long. I changed DVDs. Was it? Crazy. Even yeah. on DVD. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas is split onto two DVDs. My copy. I have both of those films on Blu-ray. Mm. Not to brag. It's just like I didn't realize because yeah. it's just one disc there. My library did not. Um, well, two DVDs. And I switched out the DVD halfway through. And I was like, all right, there's like, what, 45 minutes on this DVD? Nope. Hour and 26 minutes on DVD two. Fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cody's cuts. The entire framing device. Um, yep. couldn't yeah. agree more. <laughs> it's just you like, you kind of, I mean, like I, I, yeah, I feel like you could have like young Rose throw the heart of the sea into the water and like just like, th- like when she gets cere- picked up by the second mm-hmm. boat, you ceremonially could like throwing her life of luxury well, behind her and going on. Yeah, the, okay. no, I think that all could yeah. outwork. My cat just jumped up and clawed me. Sorry, <laughs> um, about the yeah. owl that made no sense. 
Um, yeah, I I don't think the framing device makes the movie worse. I just think you could completely do it yeah. without it. I don't um, think that that cuts out the full 45 minutes you need to cut out of this movie to make it under two I'm and not a half done, hours. Bitch. Okay, I got the 20 minute chunk <laughs> at the beginning and like and then 10, 10 minutes, minutes at the end. end. And then it's like a 30 couple minutes. Of, couple of minute need, scenes in the middle. So you let's need call more. So cut out the bad something Picasso joke. We already talked about that. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's, uh, 20 seconds there. One second. <laughs> and so the, the dance scene goes on for a bit long. Like it's cute, but she dances for a while. Oh, um, but that was like really moving for me. I yeah, really but it could be shorter. Could not. Should not. No. It could I be shorter. It. The the moments before Jack and Rose see the iceberg, I already talked about that. That's mostly because I feel like that moment's more impactful. Uh, Cal's turn to complete villainy. Like, we don't need him shooting the gun. <laughs> we could cut that whole section don't. out. That's like five minutes. And he could just be like grab the kid. Um, and then there's a few scenes in slow motion, just as a general rule for Cody's <laughs> cuts. Every time there's slow motion, I have to tell you to speed it up. Um, Less just, slow motion, more fast motion. Yeah, just fast motion. Speed it up. Make the boat like fast forward. Anyway, that's been Cody's cuts. Um I, I didn't really want to cut any of this, but it's yeah. just like, you know, I got to do well, my segment. So if it were me, I'd just cut the part where the boat sinks. Like, I just want Jack and Rose meeting, their lives changing, and the movie there. Uh, I yeah, think I you mean, like, the whole like, ending. It should be, I'm flying Jack, roll credits. No, no, because I, I want the, the hand slapping against the car. Okay. It I should be, I'm fucking too. Jack, roll credits. No, it should be her Her hand slaps the window, and written on her hand is the end. <laughs> and sure. it just rolls the credits. Yeah. She um, just slapped like, the window, and they, then written on her hand is not Penny's boat. And then her other hand slaps the window, and it says, it's Titanic. Clearly, it's not Penny's boat. <laughs> um, uh, and then, I've yeah, never the, seen Lost. The response would be... Uh, why, why was the old lady at the beginning of this movie that just ended abruptly? <laughs> why, did we tie, why didn't we tie it up? Yeah, um, so many loose okay. ends. So does it make you cry? We've already talked about that. Like, yes, it does. Um, does I it hold cry up? I cry because I'm, I'm broken emotionally. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Does it? Uh, th- this is kind of a question I can combine. Does it hold up? It's more like uh, the the second part of the question is, what do we think makes it a movie that people want to see it over and over again? Because what you hear about people of the time is they like saw this movie four times in theaters. Right. My parents were in Korea, so they didn't have a lot of American movies uh, when this came out. And this was the only thing playing. So they saw Titanic in theaters like 10 times. Um, but even people who weren't like, in the military overseas saw this movie so many times it's fucking long what Mm -hmm. is it about this movie that makes it where people are like no i will sit and just watch this over and over again you guys think um i think it's a number of things i mean i think the titanic is a movie that just like hits everything it's doing so well performances Mm -hmm. are amazing uh the set design is something that's just like i feel like historically accurate probably Mm -hmm. i'm guessing but like oh yeah completely is beautiful to look at. I mean, the, the Titanic like set is awesome. The costumes are great. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of details throughout, especially in the chaos of the sinking that like my, that's for me, I've seen it probably two, maybe three times. And it's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like on reviewing and revisiting, I notice more things in like the chaos of the sinking ship. Um, there's just a lot going on throughout because it is such a long movie too. Um, right. 
but yeah, it just does everything so well that like you kind of want to like view each moment and like maybe view it from a different lens every time. But I don't know. Yeah, and I think that I mean it is such like a pure depiction of like pure love that mm-hmm. I think you know you want to experience that over and over again. Um, and I think that that is what like it truly is an amazing romance movie. Like yeah, probably one of one of like one of the best romance movies. I mean, we watched um, Before Sunrise, which I think is probably a s- equal to or slightly better romance movie. But like the fact that this mm-hmm. is gorgeous sets, gorgeous yeah. action, like this has so many more layers right. than Before Sunrise. Before which Sunrise is, like is essentially just, doing one thing. And then this yeah. is like also a disaster movie and like a really, yeah. really, like probably my favorite disaster movie, if you're going to call it a disaster movie. Which you should. Yeah. Yeah. So now I want to talk about like, do we think this is worthy of Best Picture in 1997? Well, this we, isn't this isn't us quite voting. I'm just talking about Academy Awards. So we're ignoring what got what we picked, it, all of that. So for so, Best Picture, it was up against As Good as It Gets, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, L.A. Confidential. Then it's Titanic. Like mm. out of those five, do we think it like runs away with it? And Can I go back to Does It Hold Up real quick? Because I. I my answer to that is different than why do people like it. This movie, just like cinematically, does not look like any movie we've seen for this podcast so far. This no, it movie, feels more yeah. modern. It, yeah. This movie is like, it is so modern in like so many different ways from like the mm-hmm. lighting to the camera movement. to the CGI is better than any CGI we've seen in anything up yeah. to this point. Like it is like so, it feels like a movie that could have been made today. Yeah, yeah. It, feel, it does feel timeless. Like, it really does have a timeless element to it. Um, it would feel even more timeless if they cut out the, like, um, you know, the the bookend scenes that have, you mm-hmm. know, um, like Bill Paxton with an earring tech. and, yeah. like, yeah. all of that stuff. But, like, it, yeah, it feels very timeless. And, like, it's been restored so many times. I, seriously, watching it on the Blu-ray, I was like, fuck, this looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, really makes me wish I had seen it when it had, like, uh, re-released in theaters um, in 3D, but I didn't. Um, One of our friends was telling me that the first time she saw this was in theaters on the re-release. Really? And the I first cannot time, uh, imagine. The The first time that my fiance saw Jurassic Park was for a 3D <sighs> re-release. Um, okay, so t- let's talk about the Oscars. It was up against, like I said, As Good As It Gets, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, LA Confidential, then Titanic were the ones nominated. So, so I... Me and Cody watch all of these movies every every time we come to this part. Yep. Um, I I didn't rewatch. I watched as good as it gets earlier this year for a, a different thing, um, and I really like that. And I didn't rewatch Goodwill Hunting because it's fine, um, and everything mm-hmm. else is like it's it's all good. Fomonte is fun, um, yeah. but like none of them are anywhere near as good as Titanic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's it's far and away. Like, and again, we're not talking about the ones we picked. This is just about the ceremony, and so yeah, I think it gets it. James Cameron won Best Director, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, best Actor was Jack Nicholson. You guys want to hear some bullshit? <laughs> Leo was not even nominated. Leo was not even nominated his for first, Best Actor. Uh, his very first snub. Who else was nominated this year? Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting, Robert Duvall in The Apostle, uh, Pete, Peter Fonda in Yuli's Gold. 
I don't even know. What I the mean, fuck that's that a timeless is. classic right there. <laughs> and then yeah. Dust, Dustin Hoffman and Wag the Dog. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good actors, and I believe they yeah. give good performances, but Leo is so good in this. And, like, yeah. I feel like give the young guy who's, like, I guess what had he been in? It, Gilbert Grape. He, well, and, he had already had an Oscar nomination for Gilbert Grape. He, he was yeah. nominated for that one. Okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. and then he was also in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. and he was in Basketball Diaries. Yeah, so he yeah. right. He's, yeah, he's been, he's been in a couple of things, and like he gave a really good performance. Give him a nom. Right. I think he also had an Emmy nomination at this point. Maybe or is that someone know. else? I forget. Um, best actress went to Helen Hunt. Luckily, Kate Winslet was nominated, so mm-hmm. at least we have some. Um, also, okay. stuff for this movie is the screenplay was not even nominated. Not nominated for either category. Strange. Best supporting actress Gloria Stewart uh, got nominated for the uh, the mom. Her oh no, no no no! Gloria Stewart is Old Rose. Old Rose. Old Rose Her Rose. first nomination after she, I mean she has been in like the original Invisible Man, the wow. '30s Three Musketeers. Like she had. At this point, a 60-year career of movies. How yeah, old so was she, she when this movie came out? I don't know. If that's she was 87. 87. Playing she 101. Had to have, she was 87 and had to have old age makeup put on her. Right. That's incredible. Um, she's awesome. I also would have loved a um, Kathy Bates here because she's not in it much, but she really does a She lot. is really good. Um, yeah. Best original song goes to My Heart Will Go On, which, of course, but... Go the Distance from Hercules was nominated. That's a good so, song. So that's a good song. I love looking at the Disney years and mm-hmm. seeing what mo- what songs song. get chosen because it's like, huh, not necessarily the best one because like the year Little Mermaid got nominated, it won Best Song for Under the Sea, which rules. But then there's also like three more songs in it that, or two more songs that are better. So hmm. anyway, just find that interesting. What, song would, what song would you have win for Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Um, part of the world. Part of your world is kind of the classic one that maybe, but I love "Kiss the Girl" uh, most. See, I think mm. "Under the Sea" is by far the best song in that movie. Mm, I don't know, Kiss but I haven't seen it as recently as you had. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, um, some more fun things. Best animated short film went to Jerry's Game, which, if you remember, is the one um, Bugs where- Life. Yeah, but it's weird because Bugs Life doesn't come out until the next year. Yeah, so so Jerry's Game is, um, I think they were testing to see how well they could animate humans. Yeah, it's um, the game so of chess, it right? It's the yeah. game of chess yeah. from yeah. Pixar. Yeah. yeah. Um, best original score was Titanic. Did you know that they used to do best original dramatic score and then best original musical or comedy score? They did that for a couple of years, wild. and they were like, "This is dumb." Um, Titanic go. swept most of the um, technical awards. So as like it yeah. should have, it's like so ahead of its time. I feel. I like. mean, it yeah. had fourteen nominations, which tied it with like Ben Hur for the most nominations. And, and La then La it Land had, now. Yeah, and then it had eleven wins, which tied it with something else for Return most of wins. The King now, I think. Yeah, that I mean, Return of the King. Wild also. that that statistic puts La La Land on the same level as Titanic. Like, yeah, I like that. I think movie, there but it is are the also same. more categories now. Mm-mm. So no, it's, it's about the same. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure. It's about the same in ways that it matter. Like best animated film was not in '97, which is yeah. weird that um, animated wasn't, but animated short is. But yeah, animated didn't come out till 2001. Was the first time that category was sound up. was sound mixing and sound design separate mm-hmm. f- for yep. always. 
Yep, for these two at least. Um, but even for crazy. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, for these. Um, well, I, I was thinking because Ben Hur is also the other one that's been nominated fourteen times. Oh sure, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, guys, what was the so the first animated Oscar was in two thousand one? What was the first movie to win? Shrek. Yep. <laughs> it's just a fun fact. Yeah. Because you always think it would be like a Finding Nemo or something that like, but nah, it's fucking Shrek. Was it up against Finding Nemo that year? No. Uh, 2001. 2001, it would have been up against a Disney movie. Um, Something. Monsters, Inc.? That doesn't feel right. That feels right. Yeah, that does feel right. Monsters, Inc. 2001? I think so. I don't know. You guys can look it up. What I will say is... Oh, it is Monsters, Inc. Yeah, Yeah, it lost to Monsters, Inc., which is some horse shit. Um, Finding Nemo. What are we talking about? What What did Shrek beat? Monsters Inc. That's what we just and said. Just you just said that it lost to Monsters Inc. <laughs> um, Recess was nominated. Man, Recess. No, was no it wasn't nominated. No, it just came out nominated. that year. Okay. Um, it it that feels like something where they're like, oh man, we should really should have given something that an award in 2000. So we should make a category so that if it happens again, it'll ha- we can give it an award. And they're like, well, there wasn't really anything to give awards to. Except Monsters uh, Inc. Like except that, that, that Monsters Inc. is amazing. Yeah. That uh, also in 2000, I'm looking at it like what would have made them create the category? Fantasia 2000. I just don't know. No, because that came out in 98. The um, okay, what the fuck, group? Disney? You're releasing a movie with Fantasia 2000 in it, and it comes out in 98. At least like 2001: A Space Odyssey had to, had the respect to come out like 40 years before 2001. Okay, so I'm truly looking and trying to figure out, and I don't know that your argument completely holds water. I think they probably started thinking about it in 99 for Toy Story 2 and Iron Giant. And then, because 2000, Mm. if your argument stands, this is what they were thinking about. Rugrats Go to Paris. Mm -hmm. The Tigger movie. Um, Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Dinosaur. Or Emperor's New Groove, which I know you okay. love it, but there's uh-huh. no way they created the fucking category for Emperor's New Groove. Here's my thing. I think they created the category for Chicken Run, which is a great and stop motion and no. an achievement for Emperor's New Groove, which is great. And then also for the joke, I see London, I see France, I see Tommy's underpants from Rogue in Paris. I um, think- a monumental feat, that joke. <laughs> I think they gave Toy Story an honorary Oscar in 95 because it was such an achievement. Then Toy Story 2 comes out and they were like, fuck, it's good. And we then it took another them two years to get yeah. um, Then they, I think that's more likely. Anyway, Titanic won a bunch of Oscars. We've, <laughs> this is the first time we've loved the Oscar movie. Yeah. And are like, yep, it's deserving of the awards that it got. Um, but We so, said that about Schindler's List as well. But this is the first good, time that good point this is the first time that it's really been like oh is it is it gonna be boogie nights or is it gonna be titanic right Right. this is the first one it's been super fun right we had like such a good time watching this movie today like right it was kind of a lazy day i worked yesterday it's a perfect lazy day movie because it takes up all day Mm -hmm. like it's great like literally um, when I watched this, the only thing I had to do all day was like get up and change DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's so good. So now let's kill our darlings. Um, Mark, uh, you got to pick. We have previously decided that Boogie Nights was the best movie of 1997. Now it is up against Titanic. So you have to. It was honestly I see both I of these boys die. Absolutely um, not. 
Yeah, I got lucky last week. Yeah, and um, it fucking made us wait for 25 minutes. Yeah. So I'm definitely making you go first. You have 10 um, seconds. I've got 10 no. seconds. <laughs> We're not well, making Because okay. he can boy, talk it out. Okay. He can talk it out. I can, well, ugh, oh boy. Just I, don't let it. This time I actually did think, I was like, I'm going to have to pick during the episode. So I should probably put some thought into it beforehand. And I was like, no, I can just like con my way into picking last and not no. really have to pick. No. Um, it didn't work. did not work. Nope. So It never will. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Titanic. All right. Give it, tell us why. I think just from uh, all of the effort that went into it in terms of like, we didn't even talk about all of the effects work that went into this in terms of all of the sets they built and Mm -hmm. um, like all of the, like uh, all of the PAs that, James Cameron screamed at. Apparently right. he was like, apparently he was a nightmare on set. Like, really? Yeah. Um, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> just because he, he was so exacting. Kate Winslet was literally never like, I was, she was literally like, I'm not ever going to make a movie with James Cameron again, unless I make a lot of money from this. And guess wow. what she did? Isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She Avatar has a sequel. She, she's yeah. in Avatar too. Yeah. <laughs> is she really? So yes, the second movie is. James Cameron makes after this, she's going to be. That's in. so funny. Well, to be, to fair, be fair, it's been 20 years. fucking years. Sure. Yeah. 30 years. What time Avatar? Two comes out. Take my word. And I have um, heard that they are paying her money for this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like James Cameron was like seriously a nightmare on set. Um, uh, Kate Winslet also broke her arm and nearly drowned. What? Um, How did yeah. I hear any of this? I don't know. Yeah, any no, Titanic these stories. are all like famous stories. Yeah, yeah. it it was a hell also of a at, shoot. at some point. So like the ship that they. They literally took a submarine to the Titanic to shoot that opening scene. Yeah, it's real Titanic at the in the beginning of the movie. Which it's that the real is Titanic. Incredible. And it's yeah. not even like it's not even footage that they took from like another documentary. Like James Cameron took a submarine to the Titanic and yeah. shot mm-hmm. the Titanic. He also and bumped like, into the Titanic at one point and part of it broke and he was like, Oh, my bad, Titanic. <laughs> it's so worth it too for those moments where like mm-hmm. Uh, we're panning around the Titanic as Jack and Kate are at the front of it and she's flying, she's flying. And then we slow fade into like the sunken ship as we're going back into like the future Mm -hmm. narrative. And like, you're just sort of reminded in that like happiest of happy moments that like, Oh yeah, this is kind of like a ghost story because Mm -hmm. of the inevitable, like those visual moments are just like, so Cool. And also, like it, it really captures the scale of how fucking big this goddamn boat is. Right? Yeah. Big boat, big like the part boat. where it's like taking off from sea and it passes by that smaller boat. I was like, that's a really tiny boat. Oh no, <laughs> right. that's like a normal sized boat, and that's just a really big boat. Right, right. Um, the other thing with that scene is that they they built like half of the boat. Like they they built the side only one side of the boat. Um, and they picked oh. which side to, to build based off of, like, the way the wind was blowing. Like, that's not a joke. Literally, like, they're like, well, the wind's going to blow this way, so we should film this side of the boat. Hmm. Um, and then they're like, oh, but it docks on the other side. Okay, well, here's what we'll do. We will film the whole thing in mirror and then flip it. What? For when we he was like, well, it it we <laughs> it built the right like side of the boat. Way, but at the same time, yeah. it doesn't? He, well, he was like, we filmed the right side of the boat, starboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. We filmed, we built the right side of the boat, but it docked on the left. And I want to be historically accurate, so I'll just film it in flip. And he was like, um, you see the script here where it says right? I mean left. 
And he said that to every actor. Um, and then they just flipped it. <laughs> That's breaking my brain to think about. <laughs> it is That's so awesome. Bonkers. I want to watch um, that scene again as they're like running up and see if I can tell that like Leo's face is flipped or something. Right. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, All anyway, right. So Mark picks. So much effort was put into this. I have to reward that effort because it worked. It yeah. fucking worked. Yep. All right, Chad. You're up. This sucks because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we're comparing like a very young director's second movie he ever made um, with Boogie Nights. Um, so he's like learning things and he makes a freaking good movie. Uh, and then you're comparing that to uh, this guy who's been around for a while making the best movie of his career I'd say still, but like financially, um, he went on to make Avatar, which outdid You know it, that this was the second movie to ever break $2 billion? The first was Lion King. I don't no, know what the first one was. The first was Avatar. What the fuck? Oh, so the re- this when broke, it got re-released, This it broke, broke $2 billion yeah. on re-release. Yeah. That's, That's fucking insane. So funny. Um... So yeah, it, you're comparing like someone who's like a pro seasoned veteran, like just delivering on his best movie yet, uh, to someone who's learning and like developing things. I'm leaning towards Titanic and saying this, but I'm not saying that yet. I'm still thinking. <laughs> I think Paul Thomas Anderson definitely becomes a better filmmaker than James Cameron, as far Ever as my is. personal tastes go. He like mm-hmm. brings things to the table that James Cameron but he does a good job in it's, it's it's Titanic Titanic's a better movie uh, I'll say as well that part of my decision was like we're gonna see another Paul Thomas Anderson that I like better than Boogie Nights I think probably I don't know what I'm doing in 2000 yet I'm that's what that's not what I was talking about what no. what are you what did you just say Mark I, I said we're gonna watch more Paul Thomas Anderson that I like more than Boogie Nights I hope not no i'm sure we'll, he'll get picked at least a couple more times but like i thought you were God, on this like we resurgence do, of like no i like him i don't want to like watch him. every fucking paul thomas no, anderson I don't movie either. Podcast, there will be blood is a bad one um, um that's the one i might pick oh shoot I'm sorry God. i don't want to watch that again but it's fine I, like um, the movie a lot. I respect your choices but we're not gonna watch another cameron right i'm not what? picking avatar <laughs> So, yeah, no one's going to pick Avatar, yeah, no. and I don't think I'll pick Avatar too. So, um, yeah, we're going to make it unanimous. It's Titanic. Uh, there's less, like, issues that I have with Boogie Nights, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, but the the achievement of Titanic, the love story, like, it, it it's like a movie that you, like, point at the screen and just yell, cinema, this is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's just, it fucking is, it's why movies are magical like right. not to take it away from boogie nights but no, boogie this, nights is a small movie, story it's very like it's it's very of the like yes it's kind of um also a period piece but it's a more mm-hmm. recent period piece it's very like small scale and just people mm-hmm. talking and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. titanic transports you like it's yeah. you are taken away for three hours it's, it's truly fucking magical and, and like yeah, it, well, incredible what's so great about this movie is it does have the spectacle of like a big 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 movie but it is also so personal and so like it achieves 
Like it's not to the detriment of like any characterization through Jack and Rose no. or anything like that. You get the best of both worlds in this movie. It's it, it feels like so Hannah cl- Montana. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, it feels so cliche to say like that. Yeah, Titanic is really good, but Titanic it, is it really does good. feel like a weird hot take to have in this year of our Lord 2018. Does it uh, to, to say yeah, Titanic is good, the, especially for people yeah, our age people who are like age, my yeah. parents love Titanic, therefore I hate Titanic. Yeah, right. um, but that's such. And a they're like, du- it's like, just a cheesy romance. I just want to watch something fucking like cool. Okay, but do you have a heart though? I know, but when this is what Jack we run into a lot. Teaches Rose like why it's important to live again. She oh, yeah. takes but, her from the also, point like, of this suicide is half- to like not only living, but like thriving in life. Yeah. Uh, and half of this is that cheesy romance. And then the other half is an amazing disaster movie made by one of the best like action sci-fi directors <laughs> yeah. in a long time. Yep. So like you really can't hate all of this movie. No, it's You phenomenal. truly can't. So it's unanimous. This is the best film of 1997. The first time ever that one of our picks has not been chosen as the mm-hmm. um, as the best movie. This is the first time the Oscar has won. So that's now question question two. Okay, we don't. Is this the best movie of our lifetime? Well, we don't do that yet, Mark. We sit for the Razzie. Oh, it good. is okay. a surprise. Cool. <laughs> so we have time to think about it. Um, so yeah, it's unanimous. Uh, Titanic. So, um, Chad, you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on the internet at Chad A. Oliver. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is where I do most of my stuff. Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wallington Mark, on Letterboxd, Mark0014. Um, that's really all the interesting places to follow me. Here are the uninteresting places. You can follow me on Venmo. The, okay. Honestly, one of the better social medias. Have you ever just like looked and seen who your friends are hanging out with and what they're doing? Like, like who they're paying? Oh, my friend Jake ate pizza what? yesterday. <sighs> it's interesting just like seeing like who are they paying rent to? Oh, interesting. Elijah's paying a water bill. To his interesting. roommate? <laughs> to his Yeah. And but like is is he the one who pays the water bill and his roommates pay him or does he pay his, his roommates whose name is the water bill under that is interesting to me that is interesting uh, uh, Cody what who's what's your water uh, bill whose name is that yeah under? what's well, going on so, with you guys so 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 we're invoking the name of Eli who is um, the co-host of our sister podcast um, I should also nostalgia. plug the fact that I'm hosting an episode exactly. of purely nostalgia. <laughs> Um, in October, we're going to talk about a movie that I don't know if I can announce yet. It got bleeped out last week because I forgot that I can't announce it yet. Yep. Um, I'm trying to make Mark do it. Um, the one that he has said. So we'll see if he sticks to it. Um, you can I, follow- I, I, I will stick to it. I just okay. I don't want to step on his announcement. Right. I don't, so I don't know when they're going to announce it or whatever. You can't probably on the, the episode of theirs that comes out in two days. So listen to it. Purely nostalgia. Um, so... You can follow me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've started like a second Instagram now. You can find that in my bio. Follow that. It's cool. Um, you can also find me on Letterboxd just by searching my name. You can see me doing something there where I'm attempting to watch every Disney movie ever made. It's fucking insane. There's no reason for me to do it other than I want to. And I feel like I'm learning a lot historically. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. You can follow the show at We Pick Picks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S, or you can join us in the Facebook group, um, the best pictures, 
uh, Best Pictures Podcast Facebook group. Um, just search it on Facebook. And hey, feel free to post in there. You don't have to wait for us to post. Post something in there if you uh, see something related to a movie we're talking about. Or just want to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog or Detective Pikachu We or are something. here for that Sonic Literally uh, post discourse. as much as possible. Uh, we wish you would. Um, and I think that's about it. You guys got anything else? Or is it time to wrap it up? I think we'll it's time it to wrap it up. All right, Mark, what's the best movie in 1997? Titanic. Chad, best movie, 1997. What is it? Titanic. Hey, Cody, what is the best film of 1997? The best movie of 1997 is Titanic. Okay, yeah, but what's what's the best film? (laughs) The best film is also Titanic because there's no difference. Remember, everybody, three years, I've thought of nothing except Titanic, but I never got it. I never let it in. Have you ever wondered what your postman would be doing in the apocalypse? Probably not. Uh, that's why this movie sucks, apparently. Uh, it's <laughs> called The Postman. It's available to stream on HBO Go, and it's our Razzie winner of 1998. Yeah, 97. Seven. 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 Seven? 1997. Jesus really? Christ, I need to keep you boys in line. Uh, yeah, 1997. Uh, find it on HBO Go or Amazon or iTunes if you don't do that kind of stuff.